Good morning and welcome to St Giles. I'm Liam, Vicar of St Giles, and it is great to have you with us this morning. Can you believe it? It is Pentecost today. Um, we started doing these online services with our podcast. That was Palm Sunday uh, when we started, and now here we are um, on Pentecost. Um, unbelievable. But while we're doing this online, we will make the most of it. And I've got some um, verses to encourage us with this morning uh, from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit, do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all and hold on to what is good. Rejoice always, uh, pray continually. Those are some of the themes uh, for us this morning. And uh, Will and Lisa are now going to lead us in our worship together.
Thank you both. Um, well, if you've been around St Giles this week, walking through the graveyard, you might have seen Ellen there. She was there with Caleb this week. And rather than me explain what she was up to, I've asked her to uh, tell us all about what she's been doing. Hi, everyone. Um, really hope that you're well. Um, we're all good. We've been really enjoying the nice weather. And we're here at church because Caleb and I have made another rock hunt. So the ladybird rock hunt is still um, at church. Lots of little rocks with ladybirds on and a verse from the Bible that you can find if you're going for a walk. But we've also made some Pentecost rocks um, and they, they say the verse, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. So we're gonna hide them around the churchyard now and then over the weekend, if you're going for a walk, then you might want to try and find them. But we've also been thinking about what we could do at home to celebrate Pentecost. If it was normal times, I would be planning a big Pentecost party for junior church. I love to make it really festive because the first Pentecost was so amazing. There were people there speaking all different languages from many different countries. Um, they were there for the Passover. And then the excitement of the day when the Holy Spirit fell on those first disciples. Mm. And Caleb's got a balloon, so if you're at home and you've got some balloons, obviously they make us think of parties. But also we, we breathe, we use our breath to blow them up. And the Holy Spirit is God breathing on us, his breath and his life. Another thing you might want to do is if you have some bubbles, you want to play those, young children love bubbles, but you can talk to them about um, the, the wind as the bubbles float away. Um, and the wind is so powerful, I'm going to dip it in again, but we can't see the wind. We can see its force, we can see its impact on things, um, but we can't actually see the wind and it's the same with the Spirit of God. So we're going to be thinking about that at Pentecost and our Zoom Junior Church, which is at 11 o'clock on Sunday. And we're also thinking about it being the birthday of the church. So if you had time to make a little cake or some cupcakes or buy a cake, um, you could let the children decorate them. Everyone's coming out of this room, Robert. The bubbles aren't coming out and then we're going to light a little candle. Um, and we're going to think about that flame, those flames of fire that were over the disciples' heads on that very first Pentecost. So I'm hoping the children will blow out the candle on the Pentecost party cake that I'm going to make. Oh, <laughs> the balloon's burst. The last thing we were going to show you before we blow up another balloon is um, a Pentecost streamer. So this fits on Caleb's Why wrist. It's actually... I wanted to pop the You balloon. wanted to pop the balloon. We're going to have to blow another one up for Pentecost now. Um, so whatever you have at home to make a little streamer, you can use a hair tie, some ribbon. Um, I've used a little biscuit cutter because it fits on Caleb's wrist. And again, looking at the wind moving uh, your streamer and thinking about the power of the Holy Spirit coming as a mighty look rushing wind. One. So look hopefully see you 11 o'clock on Sunday. Many of you will know that my garden backs onto the church graveyard. We've got a big um, hedge separating us, but we can still hear through it. And we've heard lots of children this week running around finding the ladybird stones. I know we're going to have lots of children running around finding the uh, Pentecost stones as well. So thanks, Ellen, um, for sorting that out for us. Uh, and now Matt is going to bring us God's word. Our reading is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 to 24 and 37 to the end. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit on in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptised and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Matt. Well, as well as being at Pentecost this week, it's also the end of half term. I've had a bit of a break and I thought you could maybe do the break from me this week as well. And so I've asked um, Peter Watkins uh, to expound God's word to us today. Good morning. Today is Pentecost Sunday, the birthday of the church. I'm going to put a few cliches in here. The disciples are in lockdown. Jesus told them, at the ascension to go and wait for the Holy Spirit to come and so they did. 
they were together and they were no doubt wondering what the roadmap ahead was going to look like. They certainly were in unprecedented times. The other week, Lee reminded us that when we accept Jesus as Lord and Saviour, we receive the promised Holy Spirit. But he also reminded us that we need to be constantly filled with God's Holy Spirit. So for those first disciples, what did the new normal look like? It was going to be very different. They were changed. This phenomenal um, thing happened to them when they were together in that place on that first Pentecost Sunday. The man who some 40 days before had denied even knowing Jesus was given boldness and courage to preach the gospel to a vast crowd where some 3,000 people, were told, gave their lives to Jesus and were saved. And so the church spread throughout the world, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, even as far as the East Midlands. Roman soldiers walking up the Foss Way, a few streets away from where I live, were bringing the good news of Jesus Christ. So what makes a difference? What happened? Something quite different. In my garden, I've got four small fruit trees. I've got a cherry tree, which is laden. I've got a pear tree, which looks very promising. And I've got two small apple trees, where I had a total of six blossoms and no sign of any fruit at all. I don't know why, but I do know that the fruits of the Spirit displayed in the lives of those first disciples and ours make the difference. Romans chapter 5 verse 5 reminds us that God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. It's not just a feeling or an emotion, but the reality of God's love shown to each of us in Jesus Christ on the cross. And when we have the fertile ground of God's love, it's not long before other fruit starts to blossom. Paul lists some of them in Galatians. There's no time to look at them all this morning, but I feel that some of them are so relevant and needed in our lives and in our current situation. Love is followed by joy. It's been described as gladness and delight, regardless of our physical circumstances. Lee reminded us about the story of uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer in Nazi prison. His life was full of joy and given boldness to preach the gospel by shouting down at toilets. And more than that, Jesus said in John 15 that he has come so that our joy may be complete. The joy that comes from knowing that we are loved unconditionally by God. How's your joy level today? Could it be better? I know mine could. Joy is followed by peace. You might say it's all very well to talk about peace, but how can we know this peace? 
Perhaps your circumstances are far from peaceful, beginning to fray at the edges a little bit. Locked down with a house full of kids, stuck at home on your own, feeling lonely, a bit depressed perhaps. How can we know that peace that Jesus promised that the world can't give? Well, we can choose to rejoice in God like the psalmist does constantly. Good example, of course, is the 23rd Psalm. Even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We can make a conscious effort to bring our worries, concerns and fears to God in prayer. Perhaps make a list and actually hand them over to God. Let them go. And we can think about the things of God and his truth. Two more of the fruits of the Spirit are patience and self-control. And boy, do we need to display these fruit. Husbands and wives, kids and computers. Wendy, my wife and I tried to do an online shop a few weeks back. It took us hours to get to the end. And when we did get to the end, it said, I'm sorry, we don't recognise this computer. Sorry, we don't recognise this card. Sorry, we don't like the look of your face. The computer nearly went out of the window, I can tell you. St Francis said, have patience with all things, but first of all with yourself. It's also been described as the calm acceptance that things can happen in a different order than the one you had in your mind. I think it's about trusting God having that patience and self-control. I find it hard, and I'm sure many of you do as well, particularly at the moment. But we have to trust God. Another couple of these fruits are kindness and goodness. And we're seeing those displayed around us in our neighbourhood by all kinds of people. But wouldn't it be lovely if that was the new normal? that cynicism and harshness and hate were things of the past. Wouldn't it be lovely if people were just kind and good to each other all the time, if that became the new normal? Jesus said that fruit that is grounded in him is fruit that will last. And through the fullness of the Spirit in our lives, we can be grounded in Jesus. And lastly, there's faithfulness. And that is simply a response to God's faithfulness. 2 Thessalonians tells us, The Lord is faithful and will strengthen you and protect you. So on this Pentecost Sunday, let's pray that each of us will know the fullness of God's Spirit in our lives. That we will be filled with love. We will know the joy of being accepted, forgiven. That we will know the deep peace which the world cannot give. That we will display those fruits of patience and self-control, kindness and goodness and all the rest 
that our lives may be changed and the lives of others around us may be changed through that. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, on this Pentecost Sunday, you sent your Holy Spirit upon those first disciples in great power. May we too know at this time that same power and that same indwelling of your Holy Spirit in our lives. Come and dwell within us. Come and equip us. Come and empower us so that we may be your people in this world. Amen. Thank you, Peter. Well, we're going to move into a time of worship now. And as we do, there's another opportunity for prayer ministry. Um, those of you who get the weekly email bulletin, you've seen there that uh, David and Andrea have taken our prayer ministry for us and they're online today. And um, it's really simple to use. Um, just click the little live prayer button and that will take you into a private chat room. You'll be able to pray with one of those or with one of um, the other prayer ministry team who are available this morning. It's all done through typing. So you just type out your prayer request and they will type out a prayer uh, for you as well. So it's, it's the nearest we can get to laying on of hands this morning is typing in a keyboard. Um, but I hope you, many of you will uh, avail yourselves of that this week and, and every week as we move forward. Uh, but yes, as I say, now Will and Lisa are going to lead us in worship again together.
Good morning, I'm Emma Reyes, and it's time for the interview part of the vidcast, uh, the bit where we catch up with a familiar face from St Giles. And this week, the familiar face is Hilary Walters. Good morning. Hello, Emma. How are you in lockdown? We've been in lockdown for a long, old time now. How are you? What's your lockdown story, Hilary? Oh, my lockdown story. It's a weird, well, I have to count our blessings because we're not working and we've got pension money coming in and we've got a lovely house and a nice garden and all that sort of stuff. So I mustn't complain. However, almost everything that I would normally be doing, I can't do, um, which is, it gets me down on some days. Um, so what I'm doing is I've discovered Duolingo. because um, I'm a linguist by trade. I'm a classicist. Um, uh, by profession uh, and that meant that means we've traveled a lot to the Mediterranean uh, and I do I have I've dabbled in Turkish in my time but I've never got my head around the structure of the Turkish language so Duolingo is helping me do that. So you are <laughs> we hear about these people that have learned a new language in lockdown you're the person I'm the one, yes, that's right. <laughs> I love it, because you're right. And you say with, um, you know, you retired, so you weren't used to going to work anyway. I was on maternity leave um, before yes. lockdown happened, so I wasn't at work. But it's yes. when things are taken away, you know, going for coffee and meeting people and having people around yes. for a cup of tea. It's all those yes. different kind of things that have changed. Yes, well, I, I love singing and, and I sing in the church choir. So that's a Friday evening and uh, one or two services on Sunday. And I sing at Ruddington and District Choral Society. That's a Monday evening. Uh, and all of that's gone. And that's such an important part of me. Uh, and so I miss that. So I, I'd go for a swim um, if I, for my exercise. Uh, and I can't do that. So, um, and we travel. And in fact, this is Tuesday, really. It's not Sunday, is it? Um, today is the very day when we would have been flying to Mykonos. Um, oh. so, so it's particularly sad. Yeah, it's, it is one of those things. I think the sunshine helps as well. Caroline and Martin, who we were talking mm. to uh, on the vidcast yeah. last week, they were saying, you know, the sunshine does help. And I think if we were in lockdown in the depths of winter, it would be a lot harder. Yes, yes, it'd be harder to queue as well. <laughs> yes, it really would. I didn't think of that. Yes. It would be harder to queue. Absolutely. Yes. And in terms, yes. you just mentioned um, singing with the choir. We know that's such an important part of your life. Um, yes. Apart from missing the choir, how are you finding yourself uh, keeping connected with your faith at the moment? Um, I find it very hard because I I find God through music and I find God through liturgy and the kind of the poetical language of liturgy and I find God through fellowship and and I haven't got any of that and and I find it very difficult. Um, so so it's nice to to, to listen into St Giles services and. Sunday one is nice, the Wednesday one is, is suits me better and the Sunday evening should be really good. Um, so so that's, that's how we, the, we've done a couple of things with the choir, um, sort of remote, um, a remote hymn singing. So uh, hope, maybe hopefully you'll have heard some of that and, and that's, that's enormous fun, but it's not, not it's just is not the same. I know, uh, you, I find worship in singing so amazing. And, uh, you know, yeah. the, myself and my husband and our two very young children here. Um, yeah. So we do, we, we try and sing along, but I didn't realise how much just having people next to you singing the same as you makes such a difference. Yes, it lifts you up and, and you can sing so much better than you can in your bedroom or you know, wherever. So that's, that's, I, I'm, I'm, that, that's very, that, that's a, a big hole in my life. And it's a big, it's a, it's, it makes it harder to connect to God. <clears throat> well, we shall hopefully uh, be back soon. By the time we've uh, yeah. 
this is a pre-recorded interview uh, so by the time we uh, we play this out hopefully we might have had some more news um about when we can get back into church and i cannot that would be wait. great i cannot wait to hear the choir so when the second you guys are <laughs> back i cannot wait to hear you well you're very welcome anytime <laughs> hillary it's lovely to talk to you uh, keep yourself safe and we'll see you really soon all right thank you very much bye so it's nice to hear from Hilary, our PCC secretary, and now uh, Alison, one of our church wardens, has got a notice for us as well. Hello everyone, I'm here to tell you that we're relaunching our monthly prayer meeting, First Priority Prayer. We're experimenting with the first Monday of the month, so uh, that is tomorrow. I was listening to a, uh, an interview with Justin Welby the other day, and he said a couple of things about prayer that struck me. The first was that uh, prayer is what stops the church being an NGO with a pointy roof. And the second was that of all the things Christians do, prayer is the thing that non-Christians don't understand. But Christians know that it is when we pray that God acts. From my own experience, I know that the times that I've been most encouraged in my walk with God are the times when I've been praying with other Christians. And more and more as I read the Bible, I see that prayer is normally something that Christians do together rather than alone. So do join us. It's not for specialists, whether you're youth, senior or somewhere in between, come along via Zoom tomorrow and uh, encourage and be encouraged. Um, we're going to be praying for uh, St Giles, for West Bridgeford and beyond and uh, we're going to try to have a bit of structure to guide our prayers and maybe um, break into small groups to make it a bit easier. If you email Lee, he will um, send you a link. Um, if you can try to join the meeting by 10 to 8, we will aim to uh, start promptly at 8 and finish at 8.45. Hope to see you there. As Alison said there, if you'd like to be part of our uh, Zoom prayer meeting on Monday, then uh, just send me an email, rector at stgilesparish.com. I'll send you an invite and we'll get you set up so you can join with us then. OK, we come to the end of our time together. I'm going to close uh, by reading some words again from 1 Thessalonians 5. It's where we started and we've come full circle. I'm going to read the following verses uh, from verse 23 onwards. Use these as a prayer of blessing. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Okay, well, we've come to the end of our time together. And um, as ever, we've got Junior Church Online this morning. Um, that starts at 11 o'clock. I'm really grateful to Hannah and Ellen and the others who are helping to organise that. And one of the things they did last week was they recorded themselves singing. Uh, they love to sing, love to worship together, and they were singing My Night House, and they recorded that, and um, Hannah's put that together as a video for us. This is great fun. Have fun spotting the kids, have fun spotting those who are having a great time, and those who maybe are a little bit more reluctant. Um, I, I love the Ashtons with their fantastically uh, synchronised um, actions. 
And also, I've got to say, I, I did enjoy watching Graham, who, who, to be honest, looks like he's losing the will to live. So enjoy, and I'll see you all soon. Take care, and God bless. Thank you.